Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. Hey, I am Kylie. And on today's episode, we talk about knives out. All right, Kylie, what's in your hands? <laughs> the thing that'll save us. Okay, which is. Sorry. <laughs> you gotta leave that silence in there. <laughs> she's, like, she's enthralled. She is, uh... Yeah, it's talking about Henry Golding, and now I need to, like, check and make sure I understand what I'm reading. Henry Golding as in, like, The pretty boy. Yeah, the pretty boy. Okay. Last Christmas? Oh, I think I missed my chance for last Christmas. Um... Okay. Okay. Can I... Can, there's, a, there's an issue with the release strategy of last Christmas. Like... Why was it out at think like before Thanksgiving? Here was the put it idea. Out now. Here was the idea. Yeah. That they put it out now and then it doesn't it, like it'll grow slowly and then when Thanksgiving hits, then it like catapults. <laughs> it was a terrible strategy. Yeah, no, they put it out before Thanksgiving, nobody saw it, and then the theaters took it away, and now I'm like, Oh, it's Christmas. Let's go watch a Christmas movie. Well, Josh, you know. It wasn't very good. It was very much fine, and then it became not good. Okay, what if instead of using the music of George Michael... That's not the issue. I want you to know that No, 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 I know that's not the issue. I was gonna, like, I I realize that any value in that movie (laughs) is George Michael and Michelle Yeoh. Like, I'm with you there. Maybe Emma Thompson. I think everyone's fine! Alright, good, okay. But what if instead of the music of George Michael, they use the music of Mariah Carey? Yes. Well, it takes place in London, so like... Oh, it wouldn't make as much sense. Yeah. I mean, George Michael made sense. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, What if they use the music of Coldplay? Okay. Yeah. What's up? What's do you have a do you have a question? I do. Um. But it, we can do <laughs> this first if you would like to. Also, I I might have a question. I might not have a question. It depends on uh, uh on your reaction to a first question. Okay. What's your first question? Uh, are you a fan of Who Done It? Murder mystery. Uh. Of. of like either novels or movies or just the genre in general. Sure. Okay. Uh, what would be your uh, favorite kind of who done it? Rashomon. Rashomon. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> by Agatha Christie. <laughs> I don't think Rush- Rushmon's by Agatha Christie. I might be thinking of different something else. <laughs> she Rashomon. has a. It's a Kurosawa film. Yes. Give me a second. Okay. Give me a second. All right. I'm giving it to you. All, all that you need. And I'm not even doing the dumb, like, let's do one second bit. Sorry. Sorry. Kids do that all the time. And I'm like, it's a metaphor, children. It's not a metaphor. It's not a metaphor. It's a... Uh... We've had this discussion, Josh. It's not a metaphor. It's a... Uh... Understand <laughs> that when I'm yelling at you, it's not out of anger. But I just feel like you might hear me. <laughs> So what is it called? It's, it's, it's definitely not a simile. I know that. Um, what is it called? It starts with an I. 
Oh, see, my brain was like a colloquialism? Yes, it is. Well, yeah. The figurative language... Yeah, it's a colloquialism. However, there's a figurative language term that is a synonym for that. Yeah, I don't remember what that is. I... I can't I, spell Agatha Christie. I spelled Christieth Agatha. <laughs> Listen, we're both struggling then right now, okay? Because I don't remember what this word is. It, well, you said you can't use it because your students will think you're calling them an idiot. Oh, it's an idiom. It is an idiom. There you go. Mm -hmm. They will. They will think I'm calling them an idiot. It's okay. I think this is it. It's called Five Little Pigs. Okay. Yeah. Great. It uses the Rashomon thing. I think that's what it's called. Seems good to me. Okay, anyways. I don't know. I've read some of the Ecopello. Yeah. He's the, he's the greatest detective of all time. Well, he is. He's the... <laughs> absolutely. Well... <laughs> It's got some competition in that sentence. Sherlock Holmes. Sure. Go with Miss Marples. She's also pretty like good at solving things. She's another Agatha Christie. Oh, okay. Um, Murder, she wrote. Mur Angela Lansbury. Jessica Fletcher. That's her name. I always love like when people on the internet are like, listen, if Murder, she wrote was real, like 80% of the population's dead. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> Gotta, gotta, isn't that true with like most detective shows? Um, they're doing a little better of a job setting them in big cities because, like, when you set it in a big city, then like when you set it into a big city, uh -huh. then you can like um have more deaths because, like, I mean, you know, when there's a million people there. This was always my thought with Psych. Because, like, Psych's one of the few, like, just detective shows that I like. Mm -hmm. It's set in, uh, San Bernardino, California, which is not large. It's also, I guess it's not tiny either. It's like a little coastal... So how many, how many episodes are about per season? Thirteen. About thirteen? How many seasons are there? Uh, six or seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight? Yeah. It's only like 104 people if only one person dies per episode. Well, that's probably a good average because there are some episodes where some people don't die and there are some people episodes where multiple people die. Yeah. So All it's right. about 104 people of the population. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair so, enough. Yeah. Give or take, you know, so. Okay, great. How long was Angela Lansbury doing her thing? Oh, forever. She also lived in a small town. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, but, like, all of, like, like, Bones was set in Washington, D.C., and, uh, you know. Too all the Law and Orders are in New York. Sunnydale. Yeah, that large town. <laughs> yeah, but they also kind of make a, like, they reference it, that, like, this is... We should get out of this town. Everyone is dying. I love that they go to the, the cemetery and, like, it's not just constantly fresh earth all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, I started watching... I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, Josh. I made a commitment to myself. Okay. I'm gonna watch all of Supernatural. Oh. 14 seasons are on Netflix. I started yesterday. Episode 3. Guess who pops up? Han Solo himself. All the nerds. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and you decided to not do this. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, it is really boring. 
The first season is hit or miss. Uh, so the first season is Monster of the Week. Yes, and I know what's on the horizon, so I'm like I'm revving up. And I think that if I didn't watch it all at once, so I watched the first three episodes in one day. Uh huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, let's get to a plot. And there is a there's an underlying plot. Yeah. Like oh, we gotta go find Sammy. Sammy, we gotta go find Dad. <laughs> we gotta go find Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Sammy, Sammy. Sammy. <laughs> Jensen Ackles' voice sounds like he's a young man now, and then by season, like, five, he's like, Sammy! <laughs> Sammy! I've only seen through season... I've seen through season five, and then, like, maybe two or three episodes of season six. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Supernatural, the first five seasons, is one of Anne's favorite shows. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we were first dating, I was, like, watching that with her and stuff like that, to, like, because we were like, yeah, this thing you like, so we watch it. It was good. I enjoyed it. We stopped there because, like, that was... There's a real natural breaking point of the story. It seems like it all kind of wraps up there. Season five. You only get five seasons. And then five they seasons just done. kept going. Yeah. How much of it have you seen? About the same. Because, okay. like, so what ended up happening... Actually, maybe a little further. I might have gone to season seven because when I was in college, that's when I started watching it. And the phrase was season eight, season great. And I did not watch, I wasn't watching along with new episodes. Got it. Um, and so I was, I was probably around six or seven when I stopped and I liked it, but I was just like, oh, you know, I gotta do like homework and then. (laughs) Well, it just seems like they hit a bit of a rough patch in six and seven because like, they're like, our story's done. Now what do we do? Yeah. They fought Thanos and now that's the point. Okay, Josh, I'm tired of talking about this. Okay, I want to play my game. Okay, hang on. I'm so sorry. We got on a sidetrack. I just want to say that my favorite Agatha Christie whodunit is, in the, is And Then There Were None. I like that one a lot. If you haven't read it, you should. All right, go. What's your game? I've read that play. Yeah. It's a good play. Yeah. Agatha good Christie's a good, good writer. Yeah, Agatha Christie's really great. Like, I've not read of much as much of her as I would like to, or but I I like her work. I've ducks probably... read together. <laughs> ducks, ducks read together. Um, I think that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's also someone. Does he have anything that's not Sherlock Holmes, or is he just Holmes? Yeah. Okay. That's nothing important. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the thing of like when you when you land the jackpot of writing Sherlock Holmes. Why would you stop? Yeah, like there's this mathematician. Called named Andrew Wiles, and in like the nineties, maybe seventies, maybe eighties. I don't really know how time works. I think it's the nineties. I may be wrong. He discovers this proof called Fermat's Last Theorem. Fermat's Last Theorem is not that mathematically significant. It okay. just isn't. But no one could prove it for the longest time, and so Andrew Wiles proves it. And then in this documentary, he starts like tearing up because he's like, nothing else in my life will ever be as significant as this proof that I did. And I just like, I just like felt so bad. So yeah, proofs suck. <laughs> well, Josh, no, I hate them. Josh, Josh, Josh. <laughs> that's not the point. Oh, okay, yeah. But like, he was just like this one thing. I'll never like nothing else I do will ever be as important with this. I have proven Sherlock Holmes. I think about that a lot and I like oh I like tear up a little bit when I think about that statement I'm kind of I guess glad that in the way of like I I have 
life goals, and I've got ones that are further out, and like... Maybe he has life goals! He just has work! Josh, why are you being so mean to this I'm guy? I'm not trying to be mean to this guy! He's so nice! Yeah, but he's so sad. Yeah, life is sad! People who study math, a lot of them suffer from depression and social anxiety! Alright, friends, well, if you want to answer the inquiry of the half Fortnite, which is, what's your favorite murder mystery thing? You can do so at Friend of a Friend Podcast. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. iTunes is not a thing anymore. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Um, and you can leave us a five-star review or any star review. Please do so. Download us. Listen, life's, life is a mystery. You should figure it out and come join us on this fun podcast. Uh, hit that subscribe button. <laughs> that helps us get more listeners. <laughs> now on with the show. What's your game? Why are you so mad? What's your game, Kylie? I'm, just, I'm gonna ask you some questions, okay? I just want you to answer them, okay? Sam. Okay, what? Sam. Sammy. Oh, I thought I was like, oh, are, are you being Gandalf? He's not over here. Are you? Are you being Gandalf? He's over here. I know. I, I can't. Do you have? Do you? Do you watch Gilmore Girls? No. Okay, so you don't have the. Jensen Ackle is Sam and Dean issue. Okay. I no, because I don't care. Because he plays Sam, he plays Dean on one show and Sam on the other, but the other character's name's Dean. It's fine. Yeah. Sammy. (laughs) Dean. Sammy. Why did you just look at my words? I'm sorry. I was I was trying to remember because he and Jensen Ackle are both in bad movies in the. Like, bad horror movies. Jensen is in... in My Bloody, Bloody Valentine, Valentine, and Jared Padalecki is in House of Wax. Oh, I wouldn't know that one, but I... Oh, yeah. he is also... He's also, Josh, uh-huh. in... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The 2009 remake of Friday the 13th. Oh, nice. Released on February 13th, 2009, when I met my friend, Jeff. Ah. Uh-huh. It's our friend... It's the only friend anniversary I know. And in mine is coming up pretty soon. It's in January sometime. Okay, there you go. Gonna go watch all the good movies to celebrate. January like, 2020, when all the good movies come Like out. of our friendship? Yeah. I, I might have to see The Invisible Man. That's fine. It was my, wanna, my guy made it. You wanna put it on the calendar? Overlord. No. No, not Overlord. What's the machine one? My guy, Overlord. Upgrade, upgrade. <laughs> oh. I can't remember his name. The guy that always used to work with James Wan. Okay, Josh, I'm going to ask... Lee Wanal. Wanal? Wanal. Thank you. I had Lee Schreiberman in my head, and I was like, nope, nope. Is knockoff Tom Hardy in that? No. Okay. I don't know. He might be invisible. It's hard to say. <laughs> Logan is Logan something. Logan Lucky. Yep. Josh, let me just ask you a series of questions. Great. I'm going to give you some responses, and okay. I just need you to pick which one you're going to say. Okay, awesome. Uh, do you want to give... You've not told anyone <laughs> what this is. We've referenced it, like you're holding it. We know it's coming out, but there's no context as to what this is. Okay, I'm... Everyone, go to your local Target. <laughs> okay. I bought the last copy at ours, so good luck. <laughs> well, there's two in our area. You can also buy a Dungeon and Dragon book for much cheaper. It's thirty percent off of the, the cover price, which I was like, oh, that that would be nice to have. However, I also am like, I should probably support local business. It's a yeah, struggle of life. It, is. it really is. Because I'm about to no longer be financially stable. So how do I choose? Yeah, choose for you. <laughs> but for the community. Yeah. 
I gotta be better. Okay, but like you could support them by because like they're, they're so for three months be a shill and then support the community. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, or like their pop prices are competitive. Just buy your pops there. Oh, you're right. Yeah. A time. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, everyone, go to your local Target, buy a book called "For Your Consideration," Keanu Reeves. Great. Um, I saw it and I thought, well, I have to own that no matter what is in it. Yes. And then I actually started flipping through this and I found this game that we're going to play. It's actually a quiz. I'm not going to tell you the name of the quiz. We're just going to... Okay. We're going to just... We're just going to go run through. Who wrote this book? Keanu himself? No. I I doubt that Keanu's (laughs) getting any profit from this. Well, his likeness is on the cover and his name is there. Anyway, who wrote this book? Oh, you're right. You know who else is getting one? What? Oh, he already has it. It's now available. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, Keanu wasn't first? <laughs> no. Uh. I don't know. Then The Chris's is coming in May 2020. Oh, that's kind of interesting. And then Maya Rudolph in fall 2020. There's a, one of those things is not like the other. <laughs> the Chris's, I know there's multiple of them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Chris Fine should just have his own book <laughs> <Yes>. series. <laughs> He's the perfect human. Can we just can we can we make a petition to this person and be like, listen, I know you want to put all the Chris's in there, but maybe not Chris Pratt. Maybe not. We just don't need it. Maybe not. Why isn't for your consideration Stuart French a novel yet? <laughs> French Stuart. French Stuart. Oh man. We just saw the community episode that he was on the other day. That's a good one. He gets brought up in blank pot blank check today and so i was thinking oh you were right uh the very first episode of the jonathan demi series solid yeah good episode welcome back yeah <laughs> welcome back to the absolutely cult. Yeah. clan yeah. cult cult the cult of blank check we're not actually a cult we we don't do bad things yeah in the name of blank check some people might do bad things but <laughs> we do good things in the name of blank check we don't do much in the name of blank check <laughs> we do a lot in the name of blank check we watch movies in the name of blank check joshua this is the whole podcast all right quiz time number 1 uh-huh a machine appears to whisk you through time to ensure that you pass your history class okay you a use it to Use it to go back to med school instead of elite super assassin school and specialize in rare diseases. Okay. All of them. B. Watch it sullenly for any moment, for any sudden movement, while smoking your ninth cigarette of that hour. Okay. This, C, this needs to be brought to the FBI! Okay. D. Prod it to deduce what manner this device is. You're sure nothing could go wrong. Those are my options? Or E. Okay. Finally, you can enact your needlessly complicated nefarious scheme you always wanted to try. You know, the one with goats. Okay, well, uh, so out of those options, the one that speaks to me the most is Prodit. So, uh, okay. the, the, the D. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just gonna figure out what it is, and then, like, go have a good time. Nothing, nothing can be bad, right? A woman you love lives two years in the future. Oh, no. And you can communicate with her... Only through mailbox at your father's lake house. Your father is Christopher Plummer. In the Chicago suburbs, you... Which Christopher Plummer? Old Christopher Plummer from 2006, the lake house. Okay, so, but, like, not, like, 90-year-old Christopher Plummer. Like, we're not, we're not talking, like... This is pre-beginners. Okay, okay, all right, okay. We're just... It's like National Treasure. Yeah, okay. Uh, Can I take more (laughs) contemporary one? 
It's okay, that's fine, that's fine. Okay, Chris Palmer, okay. A, stare at it in beautiful, moody English, perhaps while casually garroting someone to pat someone to pass the time. Okay. B, know well enough not to trust messages from the beyond. You leave the Chicago suburbs forever, never stopping to wonder what might have been. Oh gosh. C, wait for her, knowing that not nothing, not even sociopathic former friends can stop your love. D, write polite daily missives about your thoughts on the queer customs of locals while they cross themselves in your presence and why that eccentric old man keeps on stopping to stroke your neck. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. E, uh-huh. decide to ruin her chances at love with any other oh, by staging elaborate trickery to um, besmirch her good name. Can I choose F? Nope. Which is the time machine that I have from the previous question. Josh? I can I can use here. Josh? Uh, fine! <laughs> Gosh! There's so many rules to this quiz! Um, probably did, did the write the letters back and forth. Wait patiently. That was one, right? <clears throat> wait. Yeah. Yeah, wait. Okay. Sure, wait for... Yeah, great. Three. Okay. Your friend dispassionately confesses to killing his girlfriend and shows you and Crispin Glover her body. Oh, Crispin Glover goes into hysterics and makes everyone promise not to narc you. A. <laughs> narc. A. Kill the killer and put his body on display. Kill the guys who come to take it down, put their bodies on display too. Stand, like stand back, admire the work. Okay, uh-huh. B. Do a quick check of literal hell to see what's up with this guy. Yeah, okay. Uh -huh. C. Narc like hell. You work for the FBI. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. D. Place a tender hand upon the killer's shoulder. Look him square in the eyes and attempt to detect if his soul was moved by himself alone or because of manipulation by an evil man who takes what he wishes from the world, whether he is granted permission or no. I don't think that e. he has that power. Smile, thou shalt use this for blackmail later. I'm gonna narc. Uh, yep, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Yep, mm -hmm, yeah. Four. Okay. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. You. Yes. A. Nod grimly. <laughs> uh huh. Laugh mirthlessly. Oh, okay. Stare longingly and with pent up desire, which you are only beginning to comprehend. Okay. Stutter nervously. Uh-huh. Flee quietly. Okay, I'm torn between two here. Okay. Because I feel like staring longingly might be something that I also do. Uh-huh. But also stuttering nervously <laughs> seems like something that I would very much consider doing as well. Um, okay. I think I'm going to stutter. I think that's what I do. I think that's, I literally, I'm just going to try to figure it out. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, great, yeah. You learn you are the one. Ah, yes. You. I am Harry Potter. A. For once, now you just want to retire. Okay. B. No, and you hate it. <laughs> C. Thought so, and you wish you could go skydiving with someone special to celebrate. <laughs> D. Gasp, really? You can't wait to tell your girlfriend. Or E. No, and thou dost love it. I'm gonna do D. Uh, yeah, that, that's just me. Okay. Your local NFL team is on strike, and a strike team is being assembled to make the playoffs. You. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Okay, great. Here we go. I'm, I'm on board. Okay, yes. I'm here on my boat. We're having a good time. 
<laughs> Where's Gene Hackman? <laughs> and Orlando Jones and Faison Love. You are A. Pressured via a blood oath that you tried and failed to get out of to kill them all with a pencil. <laughs> okay, great. Uh-huh. B. Smirk. People always have such a problem with their heroes being switched up on them. Oh. C. Make heart eyes at the coolest member of your team, the one with the messy blonde hair and zen philosophy. He seems totally trustworthy and is probably your new best friend. D. Okay. Are not sure what to make of these American ball sports, but <laughs> shall give a, golly, a jolly good try all the same. E. Hire someone to knife the striking team whilst oh, they gosh. carouse in a body house. Now you are the team, and you alone. <laughs> what was A again? Uh, kill people. <laughs> you are A, pressured via blood oath that you tried to get out of and failed um, to kill them all with a pencil. Okay, I feel like none of these are what I would do, so I'm just gonna go with A. Okay. <laughs> strange twist of who you are as a person well i'm pressured by a blood oath i don't i'm not actually trying to like it's it's a blood oath i gotta fulfill it you're trapped on a bus that will explode if it drops below 50 miles per hour yes sandy's back you a drive the bus spare the innocents kill the bad guys okay b start smoking you always hated the bus (laughs) c yes this is what you were trained to do. You are going to look so cool, though obviously resolving this dangerous situation is most important to you. Amen. D. This is really beyond your comprehension and you've spent time with vampires. E. Sit back, relax, and watch thy monstrous plan unfold. I'd probably drive the bus. That's probably what I do. Cool. Yeah. Your ability... I hope everyone at home is also... Uh, doing this quiz along. Okay, make sure you're just writing down the letters as they come, everyone. I'm going to give you your answers at the end. Great, love it. A, your ability to never lose a case gets you hired at a hotshot law firm in oh, New York City. No. Where you are the literal, where you learn the literal devil is your father boss. Is, is he the literal devil? Yes. Okay. He's not a figurative devil. Well... Josh, <laughs> Josh, Josh, remember when we sat on my couch and you watched the last, like, three hours of that movie and I had to first explain the first three hours of that yeah, movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, uh, yeah. A, have face worse. Have face worse. Papa won't last five minutes after your discovery. What, that, what does that even mean? You're going to kill the devil's <laughs> oh, boss okay. father. Great, perfect. B, sigh with resigned as... E- Exasperation. This explains everything. Check C. Check if the devil's face is really a mask. This has Bodhi written all over it. D. Shudder to your core. Why can you not escape these immortal fiends? Those who drag you to the very pit with their wretched desires. E. Are delighted. <laughs> okay, so I feel like there's... Okay, I'm beginning debating between two. Um, so... The difficult thing is, like, my, my brain instantly went, <laughs> mask. That's funny. I like that idea. Just pull the mask off. But then I heard the one after that where it's like, ugh, my life. It always happens. Yeah, it's, it's D. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two more. Okay. Your best friend confesses his love to you with del- delicate awkwardness, for you both know that you only have platonic feelings for him. You, A, 
Silently embrace him with the gentleness that you have exercised previously with only your wife and dog. Oh, okay. B. Tell him the only thing you love is this noodle shop you went to one time. Hold his gaze for a tender beat. Then break the moment sharply by offering up one of your smokes. Okay, uh uh-huh. C. Realize your platonic feelings run far deeper and truer than anything you'll ever know and you feel more thrilled than you're... And you feel more thrilled than when you're in the tube. D. Smile politely and burn with confusion. (laughs) E. Enjoy the moment, then leave him in Italy when your father dies and you stand to inherit. Oh, goodness. Okay. (laughs) Will you read the noodle one again for me? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Tell him the only thing you love is this noodle shop you went to one time. Hold his gaze for a tender beat, then break the moment sharply by offering up one of your smokes. Okay. And then there was what? What's D again? Smile politely and burn with confusion. That's 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 probably what I do. It's the legit there. Yeah. All right. Ten. You must coach a ragtag group of youths to yes. sports victory to pay off your gambling debt. My time has come. You, A, train them in the way of gun and the sword. The other team won't see it coming. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a sneaky good option. <laughs> B, try to defend, train them to defend themselves against the forces of darkness. There are things that are more important than some dumb game. Okay. C, train them with ruth- ruthless efficiency on the field and make sure every line is filled out on every sheet of their homework. Okay. D. Train them to play like gentlemen on and off the field as it is the best way to prepare oneself for the rigors of life. Okay. E. Train them to do your dirty work. The people of the city truly felt that you were safe to care for the for their youths. Aha! The fools! I'm gonna, I'm gonna go D again. Alright. So, Josh? Yeah. Let's tell, let's say what the name of the quiz is. Okay. Here's Johnny. A quiz to determine which Keanu John you are. Great, I love it. I'm excited. So, Josh, we had five op- options. Okay. You could have. Can, do you want to see if you could name the five Johns that you think were available? John. There's John from Speed. No, his name is Jack. Oh, it's Jack. Dang it. Yeah. Okay, so Johnny Mnemonic. No. <laughs> it's a John. I know, that also frustrated me when I saw this. I was like, mm, there's no point to this if there's no Johnny Mnemonic. That film that I know so much about. John Wick. Very good. Okay, great. Um, uh, uh, yeah, no. Is he a John of the Devil's Advocate? No. Okay. I'll let you know that you like one of these other films, but uh-huh. you like its remake more. And I think you liked this film. But, like, in a, like, oh, I, I like this sort of film because I'm a theater nerd sort of way. Don John. Mm-hmm. So much ado. Yep. That's weird. That's weird that that one's in there and not Johnny Mnemonic. All right, well, fair enough. Okay. I think that part of it is that Johnny Mnemonic is similar to more of these other ones. And, uh-huh. like, you know, Don John is really, like, throwing it through the root. Loop. Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Who are the other Johns? John Constantine. Oh, okay. Johnny Utah. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. FBI agent. Yeah, FBI, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And John Harker. Jonathan Harker, sorry. Oh, Dracula. Dracula. Okay. Josh? Yeah. 
if you mostly answered A's, okay, you would have been John Wick. Okay, not John Wick. A little bit of John Wick, though. Yeah, a little bit of John Wick like, in the middle. You had to run. Yeah. <laughs> mostly B's would have given you John Constantine. Oh, that's good. None no B's. No B's, yeah. Mostly C's, you are Johnny Utah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Mostly D's, which okay. is you. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Go to mostly E's. Most... I want to say, I wanna, let's reveal mine last. Mostly E's is Don John. Okay, uh huh. And mostly D's, Josh, you are Jonathan Harker. Oh, great. Yeah. You are the Vladdest John. Yes. So if you had John Wick, you are the saddest John. Uh huh. If you are John Constantine, you are the maddest John. Okay, great. If you are Johnny Utah, you are the raddest John. Yeah. If you are John Harker, you are the flattest John. And if you are Don John, you are the baddest John. Oh, there you go. Um. All right. Jeff took this quiz. Uh-huh. He got Don John. Great. For sure. These. <laughs> well, everyone, if you want to let us know who you are, Josh, this is the greatest thing I've ever found in my time. I haven't read this Have book. Have you taken the quiz? No. You should, you should take it and I also, let us know. But I also know the answer. Oh. I also know who I, I'm, the, the, it would be skewed. I'm pretty sure it'd be C. Okay. C would be the one. Uh-huh. A mix between C and A's, I think, would be the thing. Yeah. A few B's in there, like, sigh with ax, a, 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 as aspiration, that, that's me. Uh-huh. Like, ugh. Great. Well, Love it. Josh, awesome. do you feel better now? I do. No. I now I now know which which Keanu John I am. Yeah, boy I mean, one. <laughs> yeah, no, I am the uh, the <laughs> traditional male lead. Hello, I am a boring hero type. That is what I do. <laughs> yep, that's me. It's almost like you chose the ones that were the most socially acceptable for this world, and it gave you a boring archetype. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I chose the ones that were honest to my heart, and there you go. I had to figure you'd be D or C. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That was a yeah. real... I mean, really, I'm a really I'm a Ted, so let's just be honest with that. Um. Okay. All right. <laughs> what? What? I'm not a Ted? I think you're a Bill. Yeah, but Bill's not a Keanu character. I'm sorry, Josh. Are you saying I'm not Keanu? Is that what you're saying? I think you're the lake house. <laughs> the house itself? <laughs> I, I agree. Fine, fine. I will take lake house Keanu. Gosh. <laughs> Rude. All right. Well, friends, uh, we're an hour into this episode we're now. We're 35 minutes. Oh, okay. We are... 14 years into this episode. Josh, what did I say? I said this is the most important thing in my life right now. <laughs> is knowing what John everyone is. There you go. Do, are we just going to pause the podcast so you can go have Anne and Charlie take the quiz? Hey, Anne. <laughs> Charlie's Don John. He doesn't need to take it. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. Here we are, everybody. We did it. We've made it. We've made it to Knives Out. Which means we're almost through 2019. We're, we're coming down the home stretch. And Rain Johnson's got his own whodunit. Ryan? Ryan? Rain? Ryan? It's R I A N. It's Ryan. It is. I don't know why I say Rain. Because it, it's almost spelled like Rain. Fair enough, yeah. Ryan Johnson has his own whodunit out. And here we are. Uh, Kylie, mm -hmm. expectations. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a mess. Oh, okay. Fair enough. The trailer looked messy, and I was like, okay. I, I, everyone was like, the trailer is great. I love this movie. And I was like, 
I like trailer one better than trailer two. Trailer two did make it look a little messy. I agree with you on that. Okay. Trailer one I thought was tighter and I liked it a little bit better. That's the one that had the I'm Gonna Live Until I Die by Frank Sinatra scoring it. Yeah, that's a stupid song. Like, well, of course fine. you are. Yeah. yeah that's no. the whole... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do I need to just only reference Frank Sinatra songs that are in The Joker now? Is that is that how we're doing this? Those are the only ones that matter? Josh! That was, uh, one was also on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the nose didn't go, ah, ah, so apparently... We... Why are you mad at me? I'm also not a big, like, defender of the Joker. I just thought John would like a poster. <laughs> Listen, I just see it every day, and it, like, boils my blood. You could do the thing that I do, where if someone gives me a gift, I put it out when I know they're coming over, and then I put it away whenever they're not here. Sometimes, Kylie, you come <laughs> over when I'm not expecting it. Usually I try to ask, and by usually I'm sitting in my car ready to come and pick up a movie. Yes, and so therefore, <laughs> if I'm like, yes, and then I rush home, <laughs> put the poster up, you're going to be like, oh, I was already here. <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah, and then I'll write on your door with, like, a sharpie, like, who's laughing now? Why so serious? <laughs> uh, great. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was excited for this movie. I was really excited for this movie from the moment it got announced. I was like, yes, let's do it. I like the cast. I like the director. I like the idea. Whodunits are fun. I enjoy them. Let's go. Okay. And then I saw the trailer. And then I was like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, let's go. Let's get into it. Oh, okay, this. great. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I... I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's a good movie. That's my whole review right there. There we go. We did it. We're done. Whoa, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so at Kingdom <laughs> Podcast. No, Kelly, you have to give your thoughts, too. Uh, I didn't I didn't care for it. Oh, okay. Well, so, okay. thanks, everyone. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> for a movie that you didn't care for, which I know is true, it is, rather, it is higher up on your rankings than I thought it would be. Yeah, because this year sucks. <laughs> Josh, I don't know what to t- It's like in my 30s, right? It's, yeah, it's, er, yeah, it's, I think it's in your upper 30s. It's my, it's number 29. Okay. It's right around Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and, like, it's a, it's right in the thing of, like, t- of films that I don't think are bad that I don't care for. Well, fair enough. Like, yeah, it's, it's in that. It's like, it's... Is it is the section just called Stuff Josh Made Me Watch? No. Okay. Like, the the last film he- here that I, like... That, like, I'm, I, like, stand for. Uh-huh. Um, like, that I genuinely love. Let's find that. Okay. I, like, gen- I, it's probably, like, The Long Shot, which is number 16. Okay. And Forward are films that I, like, really, really like, and then after that it's, like... I don't know, these are movies? Yeah. Okay, alright. Um. Like, if if you were like, Kylie, let's go back and rewatch it, I would begrudgingly be like, I gotta see Midway. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you have to see Midway? I saw Dark, Wa- Dark Waters made a high, made a high jump. Number nine. Oh, I'm excited to see Dark Waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fun time. I'm interested. Do you know the, do you know the story? I do don't. Under- okay. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, That's why your text confused me. You're like, sounds like a fun time, and or like, nice, and I was like, yeah. Well, nice. You said it was Spotlighty, and I was like, and then I've seen the trailer, so like, I understand what Dark Waters, like, is inherently about. The thing that I'm interested in is... Um... Carol Guy. Oh my gosh. Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes. Doing a movie that's not like a fairly staid sexually repressed drama. <laughs> I mean um it's much different from the rest of his films. Yeah, and that's what I'm interested in seeing as well cuz like and I know he didn't write this script. He just did this project. So, I'm interested in seeing it that way. Um <coughs> Yeah. Uh Knives Out. I have to say, I, I, so not only did I thoroughly enjoy this movie, I, I like a lot of the elements of it. I like the, the, um, I think the performers are all doing a really good job. I like the script. I like the story. Um, I think what I most, oh, sorry. We'll also not be going into spoilers until later into the episode. Um, we'll have a spoiler free and a spoiler section because, would you just snap? What? You snapped. Half of the world out of existence. Oh, why? What'd they do? You know, I'm just trying to save the galaxy. From what? <laughs> themselves. Oh, gosh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, we'll have a spoiler section lots later. Lots of people because... definitely... Okay, sorry. I keep yeah. thinking about the snap back. Like, lots of people died, right? Like, people in airplanes who just suddenly reappear in the skies. Yeah. They all fell in motion or are dead. Yeah. Well, they were dead before, so I guess now they're just real dead. <laughs> I mean, I guess there is an, there's a chance that they, like, snapped there and, like, a plane could also be there. <laughs> they just... <laughs> 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 just on a different plane now. That was the disturbing part of, um thing that made Far From Home made me think about was all the people just suddenly, like, back exactly where they were. Yeah. Can't handle it. Anyway, so knives out. Knives out. Um, lots of knives are out on display. Well, there's like there's a few. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say there's there's like an excessive amount. Yep, I won't say that it's weird. <laughs> there's definitely a production choice to make a chair. Yeah, it, out of knives. It definitely was weird, <laughs> but also made sense. Um. Okay. Yes, okay. Okay, it makes sense in the sense of they reference in the film. So the the entire production design of the house is based off of like his books. Yes, and so he designed his house to be this kind of mystery-esque novel house. And like so by establishing that he being the Christopher Plummer character, um Thromby is the only name that I can remember. I don't remember his first name, but Best Performance by Christopher Plummer since Beginners? What's in between? I mean I wanna say <laughs> yes, but like what's in between? All the money in the world. I'm sure there's more than that. But <laughs> yes. I mean he was actually good in all the money in the world. He's I prefer him in this, but yeah, um He's not getting an Oscar nomination for this. That's that, that's true. He's also been in The Man Who Invented Christmas. Oh, okay. I like that movie. It was, it was, uh, no, you did not. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, remember giving it like two and a half. Two stars. Two. Oh, okay, well, yeah. Did not like that movie that much then. I hate how contrived this feels. Oh, there you go. Dan Stevens is pretty terrible. He's making bold choices. My favorite ten minutes are of the film were when I dozed off. There you go. That's how much I like. I loved so. it. <laughs> 
I'm sorry I'm being so mean. Josh, talk about Knives Out. What? No, it's fine. Talk um, about your Knives Out. I'm sorry. I can't just have a one-sided <laughs> conversation about this movie. I'm getting there, Josh. <laughs> um, You have them all the time. It's called Jurassic Park. <laughs> you guys were, in my brain, you were listening at that point. Okay, I'm, well. I'm, I'm listening. You're sleeping. <laughs> Kylie, it's hard when I know you don't have a lot to say. Okay, I, I have so much to say, just not in this part. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you had a whole quiz. <laughs> <sighs> um. Okay. Sorry, I'm playing with my toy. <laughs> Remember when you were like, yeah, I don't know, it's two hours enough time, and I was like, I don't know, I struggle to talk about movies that I like, that uh, I don't want to spoil a lot, that also, I know that there's not a lot of engaging conversations both ways. Well, it's hard! It's hard to talk about this film, Josh! Here's what I'll say. Everyone is lit, except for Jane Martell. Lit as in, like, they're great. Jane Martell does, has, like, two lines, it's... He's got a funny bit, like one. What's his bit? Well, maybe it's not like a bit. It's I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's a joke made at his expense. He's always on his phone. Yeah, it's like a bathroom joke. That's kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So, Knives Out is a. I don't know what I'm dancing around and why I'm like not like able to just jump into this movie because like it is a movie that I really like. It's in my top five of the year right now. It's your number two. Uh, it's my number three. What, what took over? Marriage Story. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. I, I I have no opinion. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um. Okay. So I, what I like about this movie is so it, Rain Johnson comes in and it's clear that he's Ryan. Got, Ryan, thank you. Has a. We're never gonna get there. It's just gonna be a bunch of stuttering and. Okay, I'm done talking. <laughs> no, you can't be done talking. Um, put on my active listening. Okay. Uh, uh, Ryan Johnson comes in and creates a murder mystery. Uh, that I like that it's it's new. It's not based on any property. It's based on an idea of the old whodunits, the Agatha Christie style whodunits. Um, but for the most part, it is taking those types and those tropes and bringing them to life in a new light. This is a genre that I'm really excited that this movie is doing well because I like the genre and I think that it can be a genre that gets a lot of folks out there to see a lot of different stars. I think one of the reasons this movie is doing really successfully is that not only is it fun funny uh, it's a good time it also um has a nice mystery at its core element of it it's got a really broad cast so it's got um chris evans is in it daniel craig is in it uh jamie lee curtis is in it michael shannon uh tony collette don johnson lakeith stanfield Catherine langford Langford, jaden martell is there anybody else that i'm missing Frank Oz. Frank Oz has M- a cameo. And M- Emmett Walsh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think that that pulls, what's really smart about the casting is it pulls from a lot of different elements and genres. And I think that it's, it's just getting a lot of folks in there who are really excited to do this work and to do something that they don't normally get to do. I appreciate that outside of... Outside of maybe Michael Shannon's casting, everybody else is doing something that you don't normally 
see them doing. Uh, maybe Catherine Langford also. Um, but I, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fact that like Chris Evans gets to dig his teeth into somebody who is very much not like Captain America, and um, like you get to see Daniel Craig doing uh, like Daniel Craig. Uh, for me, I will say that a lot of times when I see him, he's like the James Bond, like I am sullen and broody, and I have a lot of the weight of the patriarchy on my shoulders. Here we go. I'm gonna be bond now Mm -hmm. and here he's like i have the weight of the part patriarchy on my the patriarchy on my shoulders but with a with a southern accent yeah he's going logan lucky (laughs) and i'm like yes let's do it he's also chewing a lot of scenery like Mm -hmm. he's hamming it up i will say that michael shannon's character character feels less emotionally confident than some of his other ones that's true Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely uh, I think Tony Collette is going to town in this movie. Uh, she goes to town in every. Mo- okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you can you can go. I was I was saying this in a good way because <laughs> she doesn't normally get to play these characters. That again, maybe it's just because like when she I she doesn't think- get to play Goop. No, she doesn't. She doesn't get to play characters who, for the most part, are, I'm going to say, extroverted. A lot mm. of time, you see Tony Collette be a very internal introverted character and this one she is just out there and she gets to go for it and that i really appreciated her doing i was gonna say when doesn't she come to town josh yeah i didn't mean that she goes she comes to town every role yeah i like tony collette i didn't mean that in a bad way except for triple x yeah well all right we just we needed some money there okay (laughs) (laughs) explicitly gay scene in Beauty and the Beast 2017. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Your film career, dead. You might be doing some theater. I don't know your life, but you came back to pay the bills. Yes. Is Marshall before or after that? Same year. Okay, great. So. Okay. See, like, that's a not studio film. Oh, okay. Which then I don't know when it got filmed. It could have been filmed like eight years ago. (laughs) They're just like, this this Bozeman guy and this Gad guy, they're going to do things. Let's let's do this. This is Olaf. (laughs) So I just, I have no patience for this. Okay, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) For this nonsense of, like, like, when you're old and you're, you know... Willem Dafoe, and you no longer need money, you can then, I'll listen to when you say, yeah, the reason why I came back, why I'm doing this is because blah, blah, blah. Because I'm like, you're fine, Willem. Yeah. But, like, Josh Gad, you need that snowman money. Does he? Yes. Does he need that snowman? He got, he has the first snowman money. He needs part two (laughs) of the snowman money. (laughs) I'm going to say he wants part two of the snowman. All right, fine. All right. Okay, let's, okay. There you go. Because, I mean, Olaf's emotion, I, no, sorry, I'm not going to spoil Frozen 2. Knives out. <laughs> um, okay, so to dive in a little bit in non-spoiler terms to what I like about the mystery of this piece. Uh, the mystery is set up in pretty standard terms. We get to see... Uh, who these characters are. We're introduced to the murder almost straight away. Um, And we get to see all of their reactions to it as they tell their story in a really... A sequence that I really enjoyed watching, which is where they'll tell their version of the night of the murder. And then from there, the story moves along in a way that is very expected. And then for me, until I would say about halfway through. And 
the only thing I'll say here about that is, is they, I think, take a turn. There is a reveal that is not the final reveal of the film. And I appreciate that what it does to the narrative is it stops me personally from asking who to asking how. And I think that that's a really important distinction to help keep the through line of this movie going because I think in a lot of times you, uh, whodunits can get dragged down into who did it. Um, and in this Why one... Do, how done it? <laughs> yeah, how done it. And in this one... Ryan takes this nice little twist that he gives you some information that you think will help you along the way, but then there, there's still so much more to the story. And I really, really appreciate that about this movie. Um, what did you think of the mystery? Or the, the, the at least the plotting of it? Nonsense. Yeah? I don't know, Josh! I didn't care. <laughs> Josh. What do you mean by the plotting? Describe explain that. I, I what do you mean what did you think of the mystery? Like it was it engaging to you? Did it, did it engage the characters? Was the story interesting? Like Oh, okay. Yeah. The mystery. Yeah. It's easy to solve. No worries. Okay. Um two. Okay. Once I had that I didn't care how. Oh, okay. So that's just that's a difference of how we engaged with the movie then. I just figured, I figured that it would all just make sense in the end, and then it turns out it did not make sense in the end for me. So then the whole how does it, how done it was no longer necessary for me. Okay. I'd be interested to note that, like, to, because, like, for me, like, it, but I, it did wrap itself up really interesting. Like, not interesting, sorry, that's not the right word. It did wrap itself up all together, and it felt like as I was watching it, I could see the pieces coming together and that everything made sense. Um, yeah, I think that that's just how the difference of how we engaged with the movie in that way. What is, just to like transition a little bit, what is a, a whodunit mystery that you, that you do think works? Where's your mystery section? Uh, it's technically right there. I don't have a lot of classic whodunits, though. Zodiac. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know, John. <laughs> this all made sense. Like, oh, we killed everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> the one where we never find out who done it. Josh, my answer is going to be your film collection does not help me. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to my 100 favorite films and see what they say is a mystery. Okay. <laughs> They'll be like, zero. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what's a film that you think works? And you're going to be like, knives out. out. Um, I mean, <coughs> I mean like, there are, there are things like, there are movies like we need to talk about Kevin that kind of like, doesn't tell you the whole story all the way through, but it's not really a mystery as in right. we need to solve the case. It's a mystery of the way of like, it's mysterious to what to you but even something like murder on the orient express from last year like mm -hmm. that all works out together really yeah, well that's, that's a fun one yeah um and the, there there's the book and the original as well um i mean there's even something that's like um a, a play i don't i don't know if it's also a book i like seven keys to bald pate which is this play that like 
is a like everybody comes together and it's a traditional whodunit mystery. And I think that's a story that works and makes sense. Scream. Scream. <laughs> yep. Here are my mystery films. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Enemy. Okay. Which is more of a mind bender and that's why it's a mystery because you don't understand what's going on. Right. Jacob's Ladder. That's more of a mind bender and a psychological thriller. This is why this section is not good. It's because I based it on Letterboxd. Next, Hereditary. Uh-huh. Arrival. The Wailing. You don't know what that is. I don't, yeah. Uh-huh. Wind River. Primal Fear, but Primal Fear only works because of the twist. Yeah, that's a twist, not a mystery. Like, a mystery's gotta have something that we're trying to solve through the whole thing. Scream. What are we trying to solve? <laughs> we're trying to figure out who the murderers are. <laughs> Who's Ghostface? Who's the murderers? <laughs> Mooderer. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> One. Cachet. Uh-huh. Cachet is a little bit closer to being a mystery, but yeah. it's not It's not a traditional, like, we gotta solve the case. And uh, 94 is a documentary called Tickled, which is a mystery because we're doing investigative. Great. Documentarianism. Yeah. So, my answer is I don't have a great one. I'm sorry, Josh. I feel bad. I know you love this genre. I just haven't seen a ton. The Prestige. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be a movie. That was the whole point oh, of this. I like, don't know. we talked, like, that's why I started this conversation with, like, books and plays. Because, like, it's not a genre that I think is currently done in cinema a whole lot. That's why we're bringing it back. The, the, Agatha Christie is, like, most of Agatha Christie's books, and I haven't read a lot of them. But they they usually tend to work. But a lot of that is Agatha Christie also helped write the um, cliches of the genre yes. that then get used over and over again. But the way that she does it just still works more yeah. than a lot of film and things do. And I would say that for the most part in this genre, if you're not, I don't ever think the mystery itself is going to be, like, the shining star of the piece. Mm -hmm. I think very few times did even Christie manage to make that, like, ooh, the mystery and the twist and the solution is the thing that people remember. What is going to work is what you are, what these characters are, who they are, are they entertaining, and what you're actually trying to say with your mystery. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, J.K. Rowling does write mystery novels, like, in that Mm -hmm. way, because, like, Especially in Chamber of Secrets and Sorcerer's Stone and, to some extent, Prisoner of Azkaban, um, there is a nugget at the end that we're trying to piece together the clues to figure out. I would definitely say with Chamber and Sorcerer's Stone, um, for certain, that that is true. Um, I like... I, I think for me saying that there when there's uh, more elements to a movie than just the mystery... Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I I I know I, the thing that works. It's called detect. It's called Department Q. It's my favorite book series. It's a mis- It's detective novels. Yeah. And it's my favorite book series. And I can't believe I keep forgetting about them <laughs> because because it's not the mystery itself that we're trying to solve in most of these movies and books, but it's we're trying to solve the problems of the detective. I forgot. So I I was just like no that's just that's just a fun time Thumbs self up. it's no. self help yes it's 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 a fun time <laughs> and I think that's what, like Perrault and Marple and Holmes and all of these ones and I would even myself include Benoit Blanc like I would watch more Benoit Blanc movies which is the name of Daniel Craig's character in Knives Out like the the person solving the mystery is all is more important than the actual mystery itself I mean it's you don't when people reference Murder She Wrote they're not referencing 
you know, the very specific case. They're like, yeah, Angela Lansbury, that lady is great. Like, and so that's the important element here. And I think that's what Knives Out has in spades. I think that Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc is fantastic. Daniel Craig, who's an actor who I am hit or miss on. I, th I think I said that out loud. But when he's doing something like this, I'm on board. His character mentions early in the film that he's an active listener. And I love that choice because... Because Daniel Craig, at times, just fades into the background of a scene until you need him again. And then he comes back forward and, like, there he is with all the, the answers and information to, like, move things forward. And I really appreciate that about this character and this movie. Um, the other thing that I really like about this is that not only is the detective really interesting and really fun... Um, I like that this movie is using its platform to not just be a fun mystery. It is actually trying to say something about family dynamics, specifically political family dynamics, in our current era. In, in 2019, 2018, in the, I would say, the larger Trump era of politics. And how that those that we can still be family through all those disagreements but also that those there are still even things and similarities within those privileges that wealth and power that are gonna keep us apart like keep us I don't know either together or apart or, or whatever it is there's a lot of ideas going on inside Knives Out that are not just about the mystery and that to me is why I've heard a lot of people that are like it's a good fun time at the movies or it's just it's a really fun movie and I was like I also I think it is those things but to me it's a little bit deeper and it's saying more things and to watch it again I'm excited to do so because it's not about the who done it part. It is about these people and what I think Ryan is trying to say about our current era of of politics and our current era of family dynamics. You know, which I think is really, really a good layer to this movie. We haven't talked about Anna de Armas yet all that much, and I would say she's the de facto lead of this movie. Mm -hmm. um, it's very clear from the trailer and the billing that she will be. Yes. For two reasons. Okay. She's billed third behind James Bond and Captain America. Yes. And before Miami Vice, Laurie Schreider, everyone knows. why. <laughs> the Sixth Sense. Hereditary. Oh, it's it Sixth Kid. <laughs> Which, I mean, we are fast. We are, um, we are very much Anna Dharma fans. We stan her. Yeah. As she is sometimes the best part of a movie. Yeah. And so, like, she wasn't someone unfamiliar to us. And so, but I imagine she's unfamiliar to everyone else in yeah. the world. And so... Her, her like, little breakout is probably Blade Runner 2049. But mm -hmm. she doesn't actually have a lot to do in Blade Runner 2049. So, yes. Yeah, I think this is something that will break her out. More dogs. Yeah. <laughs> knock, knock. Her second time working with Keanu. There it is. Hands of Stone. Yep. And War Dogs. Yeah. We've seen a lot of her filmography. We yeah. We'll see, we'll, we'll see her James Bond work. She's in No Time to Die. I'm going to let you know. They the, just loved working together so much, they're going to do it again. The last James Bond movie I saw was Skyfall. Yeah, that's only two ago. Is it? I didn't see Spectre. That's only... Yeah. Okay. Josh. I didn't see Quantum of Solace. That's before. I didn't... 
I didn't see Casino Royale in theaters. Josh, I've seen Casino Royale. And we're going to go see this new one. <laughs> oh, okay. For Anna? Yeah. I mean, I'm there. I'm, the, I'm with you. Why are you so against Anna Tone? I'm not. I'm literally not. I'm against Stupid Pond. <laughs> um, okay. So it was... Um, that was one reason why I thought it was pretty clear that she was going to be the lead. Yeah. The other point is that in the trailer, there's a shot of her finding a dead body, which, yeah. like, come on, who's going to do that except the lead? Yeah. Um, I like the way they position her and her character. One of the running bits of this movie, which to me I think represents a lot of the humor and how it works really well, is that it's not just humor for humor's sake. It's humor for pushing a plot and pushing a story sake forward. And that's where the best humor comes in. And one of the running bits of this movie is that none of the members of the family, no matter what side of the political divide they're on, know where she's from. Know where she's from. And I think that this movie then really has a lot to say about how privileged people in America treat uh, immigrants coming to our country. And I, I really think that that's, that's at the core of what this movie is. And even when you get to unraveling the actual whodunit part, that is a core element as well. Because I'll go more into that when, when we get to the spoiler section. But um, yeah, and so I think that putting her forward is a really good move. A really smart character choice, and she carries this movie. Like she mm-hmm. does a really good job. She's got a a little tick in this movie, and that's all I will say here. Even though it's more than a little tick, that I think in less deft hands fails miserably, and I personally don't think it fails miserably. I don't. It's not like my favorite part of the movie. Like I'm not laughing laugh right about it, but like it does work as an element of the movie. I hate it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Meow, meow. Okay, so we're going to jump into the spoiler section because I think we're actually going to be able to talk a little bit clearer and easier about who and what it is, uh, about this movie and why we like it and the, the issues that we have with it. So, spoilers, 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 spoilers. We're going to spoil the film now. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. We're going to do it. Turn off the podcast if you don't want to know the spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers! Rosamund Pike is really alive and Ben Affleck didn't actually kill his wife. Man, the plot of Goodwill Hunting got strange. Is that the plot of Goodwill Hunting? No. Rosamund Pike's not in that film. It's <laughs> Mimi Driver. Yes. Can't can't fool me. <laughs> Alright, uh, so uh let's dive deeper into the kind of tick that Anna de Armas has. When you so like the idea is that psychologically lying puts her under so much emotional stress that uh-huh. it causes her to puke. Okay. So every time she lies, she pukes. Right. Not every time she thinks she kills a man does she puke. Just okay. when she lies. Yeah. yeah. That puts her under too much psychological stress. Right. Not this whole event. <laughs> she should be puking the whole movie. I... I kind of... I disagree, but I can't articulate why at this second. So give me a second to like think of that. Because... I understand, it's, it's, I think it's an active versus a passive, in a way, because, like, the death, the stress, all of it, all those things true, as long as her body is staying 
honest to herself, it's a passive deception rather than an active lie or an active deception. No, it's that it causes her so much distress to lie. Right. Is why she pukes. It's the emotional stress. It's not right. on herself. But, like, <clears throat> if, if, if lie, saying a lie causes you to puke, then hiding all of this is also going to cause you to do that. But that's what I'm saying is that, so they have Christopher Plummer and her talk about, like, you need to tell the truth. I'm not saying about what she says. No, 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 no. But I'm saying that that, that goes with her actions, too. No, but I'm saying that if she, it stresses her out so much to lie, regardless of whether she's saying anything, the fact that she has helped cause a murder is going to lead her or she thinks a death right. should be putting her under so much emotional distress without saying anything. It's not that her words that she says, it's that she is under so much emotional distress constantly. When she gets that letter of, I know you did this, right? she should be puking. Then she should be under so much emotional stress of that. But it's not, it, it, and this is the part that I think is possibly unrealistic because it, within the world of the film, it's not established that like, Dis, um, it's not established that things that would like murder does not make her puke or like be like having a stressful situation like lots of bills or things like those. That's mm -hmm. not the thing that gives her that anxiety. It's that physical act of being dishonest. And what they talk about is is that as long as her actions and her words stay honest to the situation and honest to what she actually did, which is why she goes through that whole process of needing to leave and doing all those other things. Like not only is it covering her tracks, but it's making her story true she is omitting things which is should possibly be like doesn't that also give you anxiety to vomit mm -hmm. but what she is saying and doing is her truth i i don't i don't buy that for a second because i don't that's not how our brains work right and so like I, I just i don't buy that for a second and the setup for it is like you puke when you lie and it's not like you puke when you're dishonest and deceptive to others around you but like it's just it doesn't make sense right to me as to it and sure but like whether or not she is saying a lie or not she is being deceptive throughout the entire movie yeah and so it doesn't if her fear is, oh, you know, I can't lie because it causes me, because then I'm deceptive and that causes me to throw up, then every, most of her actions, she's also continuously being deceptive. When the dog right. has the thing that she throws, like the piece of the, the thing she breaks. should puke because she's being deceptive. Yeah. She's, she's deceiving Daniel Craig from being able to see it. Right. And I would... Again, I, I don't disagree with you in a, like, real-world logic setting. Like, I think that's all 100% true. We need it for the um, story! But, um, I actually don't think you need it for this story. I think you could have done it in a different way. Um, it's just, it seems like an easy way out of having to do more work. And so, like... That might be true. By being like, oh, if she lies, she pukes gives the audience an easy way to be like oh she's telling the truth yes and that is actually something that i liked about it is that yes it could go into the whole like how could this be true or why would it be true or then she has to do all this but it allows the audience to then have one person that we know is telling 
a version of the truth. And I think that's helpful in a, in a movie and a story like this. And also with it being... But they show us! <laughs> they show us that she killed him! Yes, but that's not the actual... Or, sorry, she showed us... they. Sh- we see her story, so we don't yes. we don't need to know if she's lying or telling the truth because we saw it. Yeah, I think it just gives her character an ever added added layer of a dynamic because she then has to play that moral ambiguity within herself and her character. And the other thing is is that it, it because I don't believe that it's necessarily a real thing that could happen or does I mean it might it might actually happen in the way that you're describing it, but in the way that the movie is describing it, I think it's very specifically if she lies, if she tells a lie, which is the part that I don't actually think is realistic Mm -hmm. because I think the movie is very clearly defining it as only this thing. And in order for it to work, it would have to work like you're (laughs) saying that it has to work. And so you just have to buy buy it or you don't. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't buy it, then that, I think that makes her character and the movie a little bit harder to, to, to get into. Okay. That, uh, moving on from that. Cause I think that if you can't buy that, then you have a hard time buying the movie in general. And I, I it, that is a real crux point to this movie. Um, and within Anna's performance, that's why I would just say that I think in a less capable actor, it's not going to work. Um, so the actual, so- I was wrong. Jane Martell did not do it. <laughs> no, yeah, you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he didn't do anything. Yeah, it turns out he sits there on his phone and is an internet troll. Guess Noah Jupe's now my favorite working actor. There you go. I think you still like Jaden. I think he's still there for you. The Lodge. The Lodge. lodge. The Lodge. <laughs> okay, um, you figured it out. You figured it out really early because you texted me something and I thought you were out of the movie and you were apparently still in the movie. Oh, I was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, can I tell you that moment one, I knew you weren't enjoying the movie or going to like the movie. So you text me in movies you don't like. I text you in movies I'm alone. Yes. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are movies where I think you're alone <laughs> and you're enjoying the movie, so you're not texting me. <laughs> I, I know your tells, Kylie. <laughs> Um, okay, so what was the thing that we're gonna go, like I said, we're going into spoilers, so if you can, what was the thing that you, that gave it away for you? Well, after the initial interviews, they're doing the the run-through of the events of the nights, and Catherine Langford's character says that she hears barking at 3 a.m. Uh-huh. Okay, so the dogs are barking at 3 a.m., but then when Ana Daramos goes and does her thing, the dogs don't bark. And then we're only shown, in the trailer, we're shown the dogs pretty much attacking Chris Evans mm-hmm. and barking at him. And so the dogs barked, pretty much only bark at Chris Evans. There is a scene where they're running towards Ana de Armas and they bark twice and then they stop. Yeah, because they see who it is. Yeah. Um, I think the trailer shot, though, is the one where he comes back. It's mm-hmm. not actually the one that's in the film that shows him running through there. So, yeah. like, no, that's it's... just you putting the two and two together. Yeah, yeah, it's it's shown him coming for the will reading. Yes. And the dogs are only seen barking at him. Yeah. Which I was like, because <clears throat> they talk about the 3 a.m. barking. Uh-huh. 
And so, like, I was like, well, the dogs didn't bark, so someone actually did something. And so... I like that... See, this is actually something that for me, like, I will say I didn't fully catch on to... So, to who did it. Um, The actual, like, who done it mystery of it. Um, until very late in the film. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, maybe that was just because I was enjoying and being along this ride. Um, I, I, I know that this is like a Spielberg. You need to. Yeah. And then when they were like, he goes by another name. I was like, that's important. Let me write that down. Yeah. And that's what I like about this movie. And even the dog barking mm-hmm. thing. And like, I like that every little thing is there. And upon a rewatch, I would imagine knowing where it goes and who the actual who done it actually is, is, um, I would love to put those pieces together. Mm-hmm. I may feel, I, I may feel similarly to this as I do a movie like the sixth sense which is, I don't think The Sixth Sense has a lot of rewatch value because I know who done it. Um, I know... Who no did it? <laughs> well, sorry. I know he sees dead people. Um, oh, he, he does. Josh, that, that conversation in the car, I just bawl every time. Uh, but I think that what will hold this up for me, and again, this is personal taste, mm-hmm. I don't enjoy living in a world like The Sixth Sense. It's not an enjoyable rewatch of a romp. This is, for me, because I like the tropes, I like the characters, I like the performances, I, I enjoy the story that's being told, I enjoy the themes that are on display. So the fact that I know that at the end of the day, Chris Evans done it, doesn't hurt my um, enjoyment of the movie, especially because something that I really like about this film is that it's obvious that like the, the, I like that he picked the obvious who done it person because a lot of times you have that character in the who done it where you're like this guy he's the jerk face no one likes him he must have done it and then it's never that person but it is this time and and that is something that I think I turn turns the film on its head a little bit um he's also the person that frankly though th- that does that murder thing where everybody has a motive Chris Evans has, like, the least amount of motive. He gets no money. He gets no... But everybody gets no money. Yeah. Except for Ana de Armas. Yeah. Yeah, that will reading really stressed me out. Yeah? Yeah, I was... That was too real. (laughs) I was panicking. (laughs) You're like, guys, 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 guys. But no worries. Frank Oz was here for you. Frank Oz can't help me. <laughs> yeah, and he was really frustrated that they kept trying to be like, hey, what can you do? He's like, nothing. I can do nothing. We gotta prove that she murdered him. <sighs> yeah. I also realized it couldn't be like Jamie Lee Curtis or Michael Shannon or Don Johnson or Tony Collette because if they were interviewed at the beginning, it's never them. Can't be them. Was also. So that means you had it narrowed down to Chris Evans, Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell, um, Christopher Plummer himself. <laughs> oh, which is true. <laughs> yeah, Chris Evans just killed Fran. Yeah, Fran. Fran could have done it. Yeah, that was the the way that Chris Evans does this deed is that he switches the medication. Which I didn't understand. So, like, is he pulling it all out of the bottle? Yes. 
Where well, maybe he... it's not all. So he's what he's. I think what he's doing is he mixing is it. He has. I would imagine so because he takes two syringes mm-hmm. and he fills them both up and then swaps them back okay. in. And so he's just making the assumption that even if it's not the whole bottle, it's going to be enough to do what he wants it to do. Okay. And then, like he was like, Daniel Craig was like, "You're a good nurse because you can tell the tenacity of of the liquid." And I was like, I was like, "You what?" Listeners, I want to apologize right now. Um, I want to apologize because we did not do this entire episode with Kylie doing her Benoit Blanc impersonation. We should have had Benoit Blanc Kylie, and we did not do it. I'm so sorry. My, my, my voice has been in and out. It would have seemed like a nightmare. Uh, it would have been the best choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, the film does something at the beginning that irked me. Okay. And it's, it's just a tic-tac of a thing. It's so unnecessary (laughs) that it irked me, but it does the thing, it does the thing that, like, real crime documentaries do, where it's like, they put the character's name and then their, like, relationship, but it has, like, that title card of who they are, and I was like, I was like... Ryan, we about to fight. It's gonna be off-site, but we're gonna... F- it was off-site. I, that, that... Yeah, sure. I, was, I didn't even remember that, but yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? He's telling you who it is. Um, I agree that this film does not use the tropes that are created by the genre in the straightforward way. I still think that there are some of those tropes, but I don't think that it's as... I don't think that the tropes are the problem. I just didn't connect. I think that everyone is wonderful on the Armas. We stand a legend. I hope that she gets more work. Yeah. James Bond. Um, I like that this is just... Like you were saying, you're like, I like that this is like not based on anything. Mm-hmm. It's separate from a franchise. Mm-hmm. And then you said the statement that I didn't like, which... I would see another one of these blah 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 movies. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so... We're going from this isn't a franchise and it's refreshing to let's Let's make make a a franchise. (laughs) And I think that one of the things that is so special about Knives Out is that it has this big cast without it being based on anything. And that it was able to be made, but I'm like, I don't I don't need a You don't need more Benoit Blanc movies. Yeah, because like Rain Johnson can create a new interesting detective. I also didn't find Daniel Craig to be the most interesting character. I don't I don't disagree with that. He's mm-hmm. not the most interesting character because he's very much a fly on the wall in this film. But that's why I'm saying that if he is a Hercule Perrault type character, there are some Perrault stories and even some Sherlock Holmes stories where they're not the most interesting piece of that puzzle. Mm -hmm. They're just there to solve the puzzle. Um, And that's why I was saying that if we were going to go down the path of more Benoit Blanc movies... I would be on board because then I would get to know this character more. We could also do other, like, kind of fun, tropey, uh, fun things with these characters. People who are known for one thing, but then let's do something different with them as well. Why, there's been a murder on the Mississippi. Uh. (laughs) Oh. But I 
also really <laughs> like that like he's he's this like southern gentleman tap and he's in this northwestern or northeastern sorry white privileged community and that's making him that fish out of water element as well which i really appreciate and really like as well um does he not so like he knows from the beginning that ana de armas was involved with it I think, I mean, we don't know the answer to that question, but I think he Because he points at the blood on her shoe, and because she's yes. like, how did you know? He's like, well, Missy, you're still wearing the same shoe. Yeah. I think that he knows, and, and, and like, that's why, I, I personally believe that, yes, because the blood thing there, that's why he's like, no, you stay close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, we also have to know that he knows... Or he needs, he has some idea because, or he suspects, because she's one of the four people that he interviews. It's Michael Shannon, it's, so it's all the kids, is it five? Because it's Jamie, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette. Okay, and her, yeah. So it's all of the kids, (laughs) so to speak, of Christopher Plummer. Yeah. um, And her. And it's the kids and it's the... Spouses of his kids. Right. Well, because, like, Tony Collette's is not an actual family member. She's an in-law, so to speak. She's mm-hmm. married in, but her... Husband's dead. Da- husband's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if I have too much more to really say on it, other than, like, mm-hmm. I really... I did love it. I hope that, like, I was able to eventually articulate some of the reasons why um, I did. And I do think you have to go with it and be along with it, along for the ride. Um... There's not a there's not a lot of things that I think you have to jump on board with, but you do have to jump on board, you know. And if the movie doesn't invite you to do that in a really successful way, then that that is that is an issue with the movie, you know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> if you figure it out, because you're like a coupe well. <laughs> I but I think even like knowing who it mm-hmm. is doesn't because because the movie tries to tell you halfway through you know who did it, mm-hmm. but then you don't. You know, um... Thing of that, I was waiting for the twist the mm-hmm. whole way. Yeah. And because I... This was the first time watching it, and I I had I had my idea of what, how it was going to go, then it just felt like I was watching someone put the puzzle together in front of me, and I'm like, no, I, I, I can I can, t- I can do the puzzle. I yeah. got... I, right, right, I, I know how... <laughs> Like, I know that this, the yellow, those are ducklings. We're going to put them in the pond, okay? Uh-huh. The, the circle ones go in the circle hole? <laughs> Not almost. Are you doing like a peg puzzle? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Josh, a circle puzzle piece would be the worst puzzle piece ever made. <laughs> um, and so, like, as I was watching it, I was kind of just like, yeah. Um... I didn't hate my time, but I just, I didn't love the film. Fair enough. But I loved every, I love, you know what, you know what the real thing is? What? I found this family so fascinating. Yes! Yes! And I just wanted to watch them a lot more. But like, I also really liked Ana de Armas' character and we need more characters like her in cinema. But like, I was like, no, I want to watch this family just crumble. (laughs) One of my favorite shots of this entire movie, which I think is gorgeously filmed um one of my favorite shots of the entire movie is the very last one where she is left in the house and she's got the her coffee mug my coffee my rules my coffee my rules and like she's up on the and then everybody else is outside on the ground and we just pan back to see that like she is now in charge and that is a not only 
brilliant shot in terms of like just composition but in terms of storytelling and where the characters journeys have gone in the theming of the movie and how it's talking about white privilege versus uh immigration and like it's just it's it's all it's so well constructed and put together yeah if putting aside because you mentioned you enjoyed spending time with this movie even if you didn't enjoy the movie sure putting aside the dislike it's kind of like infinity wars yeah like i just like all these characters (laughs) you're like oh captain america oh oh tony stark when he's not with the avengers is not annoying (laughs) um (laughs) oh benedict cumberbatch is here tony stark is Fine. Put him to his place. <laughs> <laughs> Putting aside the like no need to franchise this movie thought process. Okay. Would you be excited to spend time in this world again? Like if a sequel In the out. real world? <laughs> Would I be excited to just spend my but life it's here? It's not a real world. It's a it's a heightened mystery <laughs> world. Like it's Christopher yeah. Plummer's also his character bothers me. <laughs> As he thinks he's dying, he doesn't think like there's going to be a blood toxicology report, but he comes up with this other elaborate scheme. I think Christopher Plummer's character was ready to die. <laughs> I, I really do. I, I think... also hate my children. It, you did me a favor there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you want to spend time with more with more films like this in in this universe? <laughs> so Kylie, putting aside the fact Okay, you all don't right, like... fine. No, no is the answer. Okay. <clears throat> sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. No. Sure. <laughs> so so no. So no. Josh, for you I would Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Cuz you know if there's another Benoit Blanc movie, I'm going to be like, "Yeah, let's get it." Solve those crimes. Are there's going to be? Why? Why? Why wouldn't there be? <laughs> I mean, it made a lot of money it based on its budget. All the money in the world, and it's a new property. Josh. It, yeah. Ricky Lindholm didn't have anything to <laughs> oh, do. Oh yeah, Ricky Lindholm was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she and Jaden are just off to this. If it's not, it's Michael Shannon's family. The- okay. Instead of playing the Planet Hollywood game for this okay. one to, to so I had a, I just thought of another question. Okay. Okay. Kind of game-like. Okay, you get to put together, out of oh. other franchises, the next, like, cast of this movie. You got Daniel Craig. And who? I have to keep Daniel. Yeah, so Benoit's here. You've okay. got Benoit Blanc. Okay. What's, what's, what's happening next? You're pulling the well, franchise. I just... Okay, Benedict Juan. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Daniel um, Radcliffe. Okay. <laughs> yes. What's wrong with that? No, I'm loving it. I'm Gosh, good. you're just you're laughing at me. It's joyous laughter. Ky- Can I not? Kylo Ren. Okay, great. Uh huh. Okay. Don Cheadle. Okay. <laughs> Kylo Ren, not Adam Driver, but Kylo Ren. <laughs> um, Jacob Tremblay. Okay. He's from his own franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh-huh. Noah Juke. No, I got. I need one kid. It's gonna be Noah Juke. <laughs> okay, great. What franchise is he in? Ford v Ferrari. Ah, Josh. <laughs> the Honey Boy. You're right. Universe? I was gonna be like, Jaden Martell's not in a franchise. He's in it. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't want Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of that kid. Mike. Mike. Yeah, 
What's his name? I know. I know. Gosh. Bev. I'll get Bev. Bev. Yeah. Bev? Bev on Bark? the left. No, Bev on the levee. Bev who lives on the levee. Who's Bev? From it. Oh, I don't Jessica know Jessica Chastain's means. child. I don't know what that means. Je- Jessica Chastain is a okay. child. All right. Okay. Okay. As a child, not has yeah. a child. No. Okay. Harrison Ford. Uh-huh. And here we go. Okay. I'm going to give him I'm going to give him another chance. Oh, okay. I'm going to stop letting him decide what he wants to be in and I'm going to pick. Okay. And I am going to fix this man's career cuz I'm so tired of watching this talented actor squander his life. <laughs> uh-huh. Fastbender himself. Oh, all right. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, um, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. We're bringing him out of retirement. All Who's right. that? Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. Doc Brown. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to get... Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah. Here's who we think did it. I can't remember his name. It's a series of letters. Kevin McAllister <laughs> from Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Okay, great. We think he's the killer. Oh, okay, great. And then it turns out he is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm starting with Christopher Lloyd. Okay. And then I'm going. I'm gonna do. I'm. Gonna, I, I'm surprised. I'm gonna put Keanu in mine. I'm gonna do it. Keanu's coming on board. Joshie's too busy. He's no, no. making fourths of everything. He's coming on board. Fine, this is the fourth of the franchise. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need Keanu, and I, what, I want his brother to be Mark Ruffalo. Like oh, this I is... love Mark Ruffalo so much, Josh. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Josh, he does something yes. very subtle in Dark Waters that I really like. Oh, nice, I'm excited. I just I just love him. I just, like, we need more. We need more from Marky Mark. We do. And the Ruffalo. We do. Okay, so I've got my I've got my three. Okay. Okay, and then um. Did I name any women? (laughs) Did I put any women in my film? I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let me let me find some ladies. (laughs) Um. Okay. So mine was gonna be um. I'm blanking on her name. Letitia Shuri from Black Panther. Okay. Um, she's gonna be here. Okay. Oh, I'll get Gal Gadot. Great. Okay, uh-huh. got yeah. that. Okay. Um, and then I want, I want Rue from The Hunger Games, but now she's an adult. Yeah, she's in Everything, Everything, and the Hate You Give. Uh, the Hate You Give. Thanks, Josh, and... for naming a real bad film. <laughs> Thanks for having my back. Yeah. And Clissy Clemens. Yes. There you go. <clears throat> okay. Um. Oh, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh is also in my film. Okay, love it, love it. <laughs> just, just took Michelle Yeoh right from under me. She's been a sister. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so I've got so far. I've got Lloyd and <laughs> I've got Lloyd, Keanu, Mark Ruffalo, Viggo Mortensen. Um, no, he's not my pick from Lord of the Rings. I was gonna bring back Dominic uh, um, Monaghan, the serial killer looking one. <laughs> One of those hobbits looks like a serial maybe killer. Maybe it's not Dominic Monaghan. Maybe it's Billy Boyd that I want. I want <laughs> Pippin. Give me Pippin. I think it's Billy Boyd. Okay? Give me Billy Boyd. Okay? Billy Boyd does not look like a serial Great. killer. Great. Okay. Billy Boyd it is. Okay. Um, I've got Letitia. Uh, what is her? Right? Letitia Wright? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did it. Um, you know what? Just for you. Just for you. Benoit's having a sidekick in this one. And it's Josh Gad. 
Josh Gad's gonna be here. Why is this for me? Because <laughs> you were giving him crap earlier. Josh Gad's coming in. So it's not for me. It's in spite of me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put. I, I need some. I need some like some like comedic but also serious talent. Give me Aquafina. She's gonna show up in here as well. What franchise is she from? She is from the Crazy Rich Asians franchise. If that's a movie. <laughs> well, there's also a lot of books and they're making a sequel, so... I'm so sorry. I'm so... Is she from the Farewell franchise? The A24 franchise? Does that count as... Uh, guys, I broke Kylie. Guys, I broke her. I d is she's gone. She's leaving. I, d I broke her. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do this to us, everybody. Um, well, I guess this is this is the end of this episode. Well, we can... Oh, uh, Ben Weshaw is also here, just because I need Ben Weshaw. Uh, okay, friends, you can find us at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So leave us a five-star review or any star review, as well as hit that subscribe button. She's she's gone. She's gone. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Facebook, Friend of Friend Podcast, uh, Twitter at Kylie does this. I don't I don't know them. Uh, DWT underscore podcast. YouTube's is Ducks Watch Together. Tumblr's is Duck Ducks Watch Together. Uh, Letterbox is Darby ACT and Kylie Gallisher. I think that's all of them. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really love Knives Out. You should go watch it. It's still out there in theaters. Kylie says it's a good time, but she didn't love it, so that's okay too. Uh, tell us what you think. Uh. I guess I'm Josh. Kylie is gone forever. I, I, I murdered her soul accidentally. I'm so sorry. Quack, 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 quack.